welcome to Dr. Carol's Couch with your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. All comments, views, and opinions are solely those of Dr. Lieberman, her guests, and callers. Now it's time to have a seat on Dr. Carol's Couch. Here's your host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome to today's edition of Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Well, um, I would be nothing if not controversial. <laughs> um, and today I have a, a, a controversial topic, but my guest and his organization are one of the few uh, places where you can have some sane talk about this. Uh, the show, the title of the show is Gaze Against Groomers. A sane voice amidst shouting over LGBTQ plus. Um, the controversy over LGBTQ plus has been getting louder and louder, especially now that Pride Month is upon us. And you've undoubtedly heard news about the Budweiser, the Target, the Disney uh, marketing efforts, and the backlash that they've received for indulging in LGBTQ plus marketing. Now, the problem is that the voices on all the different sides of this discussion um, have gotten, it's obviously this is a very sensitive topic. And so people feel very strongly one way or the other. And the problem is that um, people are have become so strident that they really aren't listening to each other anymore. And it's not, you know, it's, it's not something that can be talked about in a soundbite. So, um, so people hear, they don't really want to listen. And if they listen, they hear just a few words, and then they are, you know, ready to talk about their point of view, and they don't really want to hear it. And, um, you know, I, I have some um, explanation, uh, my, my view of why that is, but we'll get to that later. Right now, I would rather get to my guest's view. Um, his name is Chris uh, Garrett Barrett. Sorry, Chris Barrett, and he is the um, he is with the organization um, Gaze. Let me just say here we here we have. He is the co-director of chapters of Gaze Against Groomers, and he is also the Missouri chapter lead. Now, before we do anything, welcome to the show, first of all. Thank you so much, Dr. Carroll, for having me on. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Now, before we get into, um, start talking about this, why don't you start with what gays against groomers are? I mean, I think when people hear that, uh, they're thinking, what? What <laughs> <Gays laughs> is that exactly? Um, dog groomers? What kind of groomers are we talking about? Sure. <laughs> Sure. There's actually kind of like a, a funny t-shirt that we have that says groom dogs, not kids. Uh, <laughs> so um, yeah, gays against groomers. Uh, by the way, uh, today's kind of a, it's interesting that you're having me on today. Uh, today is the first birthday of gays against groomers. We are one year old as of today. Gays against groomers. Congratulations. I'm sure that has not been easy. So go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Gays Against Groomers is an organization of gays, lesbians, bisexuals. We also work with some trans people as well um, who are against the sexualization, indoctrination, and medicalization of children. And by the sexualization, we're talking about, you know, putting them in front of uh, drag shows and that sort of thing. And indoctrination, we're talking about... Um, 
you, you know, uh, teaching gender and queer theory in schools and having sexually explicit books in school libraries and the medicalization. Uh, that's where we're getting into the uh, so-called trans kids issue. We absolutely do not believe that there is such a thing as a trans kid. If an adult wants to do that, that is certainly their business, and we do not oppose that whatsoever. But with kids, you got to leave them alone. Yes, absolutely, because there is no way that a child, anybody under 18, can make that kind of a decision about um, about themselves and about their life and certainly about taking hormones and, and um, surgery. Um, let's start with how did you get involved in this organization? What made you get involved with it? Yeah, sure, sure. So um, there, there there were a few things, you know, I, I just kind of noticed um, that uh, one thing that the, what used to be the LGB started expanding to the T, the Q, the I, the A, the plus. And that started kind of making me just throw up my hands and just be like, this is just ridiculous. Um, so I already started kind of feeling a little detached from all of that. Um, then I started uh, coming across stuff on social media about childhood gender transitions. And I'm like, what? This is actually happening now? And um, I, I couldn't believe it. So I dug um, and, and then also the whole thing with like kind of feeling a little over pride as well. I, I was done with that. You know, I, I was like, why are we doing this anymore? Um, so uh, it was a lot of things, but the childhood gender transitions were really bothering me. And so I dug a little deeper, like I um, said to you before, and I, I, I found out that most of these kids, and, and there's like seven studies on this that show that most of these kids, if you just leave them alone or maybe provide them with some therapy or something like that, they uh, the ones who feel what's called gender dysphoria, where they feel like they are in the wrong body or whatever the case may be, it will desist. It, it'll go away um, on its own. There may be a few that do... Uh, persist into adulthood. All right, fine. Now you're an adult. You can go ahead and do that if that's what makes you feel comfortable in your body. But then the thing that really started bothering me uh, is that out of, so basically if you average the studies together, we're looking at 80 to 90% of these kids just growing out of those feelings. But out of that 80 to 90%, I learned that the vast majority of them were gays and lesbians. And that's actually what was going on with them. They were just confused gay people. And I was like, uh, uh, okay, this now feels like a new form of conversion therapy. At one time, we wanted to pray away the gay, and now we're going to trans away the gay. Huh. And I really did not like that. Um, so... Um, and not only that, you know, there's probably confused straight kids now at this point because they're being bombarded with so much of this stuff. So um, I felt like I had to do something. And, you know, I started being really active, talking about this stuff on social media. And then I came across this really cool group called Gays Against Groomers. And um, uh, they started noticing me on social media and they reached out uh, the guy who was the director of chapters at the time. 
I've um, he, he reached out to me and was like, hey, would you like to start a Missouri chapter? And I was like, sure, <laughs> let's do it. <laughs> so um, anyway, um, then uh, time progressed and now I'm co-director of chapters. <laughs> so, so how many people do you have? I mean, I know, first of all, it's national and international. I, I noticed that. What are the countries again that? Um... Um, so we, we've got um, we've definitely got Canada and the United States. Um, we're working on uh, other countries as well. Uh, since I am uh, the co-director of chapters, I, I'm responsible for expanding our presence throughout the world. Mm -hmm. So, um, and throughout the United States as well. So I, I'm currently working on Iceland, the UK, okay. Australia, all these places. Uh, we do also have a chapter in Japan as well. So, um, yeah. Iceland. Yeah. Iceland. Yeah. They've got some crazy stuff going on there. <laughs> so, yeah. It, it's a lot to keep track of, uh, especially when you're trying to keep track of what's going on around the world um, and in the United States and then also in my own state. <laughs> so um, have you found that uh, this, you know, this, this activism that is convincing kids um, to become trans um, that is it in have you found what other countries i mean is it in the school systems in other countries too that you found oh yeah yeah absolutely it is um canada is probably one of the worst right now as far as this stuff is concerned because if uh parents don't affirm the gender of their child they can be taken away um the kids can be taken away from their parents um that sort of thing um, in the United States, um, you know, it, it's certainly seeping in into um, not necessarily school curriculum, but um, individual teachers, um, you know, affirming the stuff, teaching their kids about it, that sort of sort of thing. Um, and then uh, uh, and then uh, the situation in Iceland, it, it's almost similar to Canada from what I've discovered. And um, um, it, it, so. That's why Gays Against Groomers wants to expand worldwide, because this is a worldwide issue. This isn't something just happening here in North America. This is something happening everywhere. And, and um, you know, I, I have my own little theories about why it's happening, but I, you know, that, that's probably... <laughs> We'd love to hear Well... You're on the phone. Well, I, so I, I kind of think that one, once... Um, gay rights organizations basically accomplished everything that they needed to accomplish. They needed to find a new reason to exist. Now, what they should have done is just shut down their operations, you know, glad, um, HRC, that type of stuff. They, they should have just packed up their bags and gone home. Cause God knows that's what I wanted to do. And, uh, that's probably what every member of gays against creamers want to do. It's like, we got our rights. We're done. Let's go home. Lead, lead our lives and just be done with all this stuff. And um, but they needed to find a new reason to exist. And um, so we have. Um, uh, so they became captured by uh, gender wait, wait, theory. Wait a second. No, uh, sure. Before you go on to the next thing, um, 
you know, even though, yes, I agree, GLAD and all those other organizations, you know, at the beginning it was fighting for gay rights. And then mm-hmm. gay rights have have been fought for. <laughs> have, have, not that it's perfect, you know, this current situation is perfect, but it certainly is a lot better than it ever was. So why doesn't, why don't they still have a reason for being, which is to, to assure that, that gay rights or to even, um, uh, make sure that that gay rights aren't lost but also for for people come for kids for not kids kids but i mean for for gays coming up people who ultimately become to come to realize that they're gay and um don't isn't there something that these organizations did uh, or do that to help people who are still struggling with issues like coming out and that kind of thing oh sure yeah i i mean if they wanted to stay in existence for that that would be great Uh, But that's not kind of what it seems like they're staying in existence for, you know. Um, Honestly, you know, it's like I I met with a uh, what used to be a formerly gay rights organization and talked to them, tried to find some common ground. Um, Every single person, their leadership, I don't think any of them were actually gay. They were all they, thems or trans people. And I, I, I was just. I don't know. It, it was disappointing to see. Um, so I'm not saying that that's the same for every gay rights organization. I, I mean, I'm sure there's still gay people and uh, they're gay rights organizations. One would hope so. <laughs> right. Right. So I, I'm sure that's not the case for all of them. So I'm not trying to paint them all with a broad brush here. Um, you know, so I'm not saying that, but you know, it, it, it seems like, in academia, the this notion of uh, queer theory or uh, gender theory took off and uh, uh, started spreading, and then uh, people who were going to become future teachers were being taught about this sort of thing, and um, you know, and then it, it got into the gay rights organizations. So it's like an entirely different thing now. Well, you know. Um... Since you were talking about that in regard to Canada, um, where they have gone really to a greater extreme than America so far, at least, you know, where people, parents have to register, I mean, or else the kids can be taken away. I mean, I know there have been cases in America already where um, parents uh, fight in custody battles and the parent wins who wants to, uh, um, you know, help their kid become trans or whatever. Um, But that since Canada is such a since Trudeau is such a World Economic Forum um, leader, um, it seems even clearer uh, that that is really what is going on. Which I've been talking about in regard to America already. You know that it's it's a, a left. Um, it's all part of trying to confuse people, get people disoriented, and ruin the American family. Yeah, yeah, I, I I don't disagree with you at all uh, on that sort of thing. I, I mean, this uh, woke push uh, into our schools, into our corporations, into our general society is definitely leading to this sort of thing. I, I would not disagree with you about that at all. I started to ask you, I think, or I was thinking about it, um, how many people are oh, in, yeah. um, are in uh, 
gays against groomers. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so I, I think we're uh, still pretty small. I mean, like I said, we're only a year old. Uh, so there's probably, if I would uh, make my best guess here, uh, probably, I don't know, uh, in the United States, uh, like maybe 150 people. So it's pretty what? small. That's decent. <laughs> 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 that, that's just my best guess based on uh, our, our uh, chats that we have and how many people are in them and all that sort of thing. Um, yeah. So I, I actually didn't. In another year with you at the head of this, I'm sure it'll be at least double that. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. And, you know, uh, definitely want to make the worldwide push because it's a worldwide problem. And, um, you know, definitely grow our chapters uh, throughout the United States. I definitely want to grow my chapter in Missouri. Um, I, I talk to a lot of my gay friends who agree with Gays Against Groomers' message, but they are nervous about speaking out because they're afraid that, you know, their employers may retaliate. Um, they're afraid of losing friends, that sort of thing. So it, it, it's difficult sometimes uh you know to go after these issues because you know um we've got cancel culture going on mm -hmm. and basically these people are afraid of being canceled yes and that's a very real um threat um you know i know we only have a couple of minutes left why don't why don't, why don't we um why don't we take a break now because it's only a couple of minutes left and I don't want to start a big topic. Um, so we will take a break. Um, my guest is Chris Barrett. He is uh, with the organization Gays Against Groomers. And we are talking about um, the this whole issue. And one thing I want to talk about when we come back is, um, you know, why it has gotten, actually, it's gotten um, violent now you know, with all the protests and so on. I mean, the the um, controversy, it's, you can't even just call it a controversy these days, but the um, people being so angry at each other, uh, it has, the protests and so on, they have become more and more violent. Um, these examples of, uh, of Budweiser and Disney and um, Target, I mean, there have been all kinds of uh, uh, fights at Target stores and so on. Um, because they had started to put out the really inappropriate kind of merchandise yeah. uh, for Pride Month, and um, but people are 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 just uh, going over the top over these things. So I'd like to hear your uh, idea of why you think that that is, and then I'll give you my idea. Uh, sure. <laughs> or maybe we could do it vice versa, so that. Uh, uh, so that I'm not copying you. <laughs> okay, so we'll be right back. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Follow Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. 
Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the Terrorism Hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. Birdie told me Voice America is on Twitter. Follow us at Voice America TRN. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll free at 1 866 472 5788. Now back to the show. Here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. We're at, the show today is called Gaze Against Groomers, a sane voice amidst shouting over LGBTQ+. Um, this sane voice is my guest, Chris Barrett, and he is uh, a leader in the Groomer, Gays Against Groomers organization, which is celebrating its first anniversary uh, today. And it's national and international. And um, I said that when we come, come back, um, I'd like to talk about why people are so hysterical about this, why we can't have normal conversations about this, where each side understands, gets to understand what the other side has to say. Um, I mean, of course, what the main underlying reason is because it's about sex, which is the most private uh, part of us, you know, um, and a part of part of our of our identity. And um, but it's more than that. And what I think is the reason why no one's, you know, why there's a disconnect, why why there's all this miscommunication, is because. Um, there isn't a clarity in describing who we're talking about. Um, like, in other words, people who are against um, the propaganda uh, that trans children or, well, their children are getting to convince them to become trans, um, they are not necessarily and not likely against gay people or lesbian people or, you know, people who have these various definitions of their sexuality and their gender. Um, it's really about this this um, this propaganda. It's really about the idea of ch- telling children when children express um, some kind of discomfort and and gender dysphoria is a diagnosis in the DSM-5, the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual of the American Psychiatric Association. Um, It's been there for a very long time. Actually, um, 
homosexuality used to be in there, and now just gender dysphoria is in there. But um, but gender dysphoria, a, a discomfort with the gender that one has been born into, um, doesn't mean that you want to change to to say that you are the other gender. Um, it's just a discomfort, which can be really, uh, you know, dealt with, understood, and the person helped through psychotherapy. Now, if it turns out that the person really is gay or really is lesbian, for example, or something, you know, that is an authentic thing, <laughs> an authentic state of being that some people are. But um, but the thing that's inauthentic is the the people, the, the kids who are being told that they would be that they really that they were born into the wrong body that a doctor mislabeled them um you know i just want to make it clear to my listeners that men um have xy chromosomes xy genes and women have xx genes i mean that is not something that we can discuss <laughs> in a political socio-political discussion and have different opinions about that's just the way it is that's the way god created people okay way before the whole trans issue came about and and doctors don't like throw throw a, a dice um throw dice and and to, when they name people you know they look at what sexual organs the person has sometimes there is a very small percentage there are some disorders where people are born with different uh, uh, genes, you know, XXY or, or so on, things like that. But that's a, we're not, that's, that's such a small percentage. It isn't really worth talking about in, for this kind of a discussion. So, um, so when, so, so there's a big difference between what somebody authentically feels as they're growing up you know, perhaps they come to realize that they're gay or lesbian um, or bisexual or some other, you know, variation. Um, that is different. That is them, you know, gradually discovering this about themselves. It's not somebody like a teacher or an activist or a um, drag queen <laughs> telling them that you, oh, you know, the problem with you is that you really are a boy in a girl's body or vice versa. And um, that is where, you know, that is where, I, as I said earlier, that is child abuse, in my opinion, when they then get them to take hormones or to, even if they just start with, you know, having them call, t tell people to call them he or she or whatever they want, and then uh, hormones and then surgery. Because what's really happening is with kids, with kids these days, what's really happening with kids is that especially after the uh, lockdowns from COVID, kids have been, you know, for two years plus, they have been in a kind of vacuum and they've been spending lots of time on social media and they've been very confused and they haven't been able to socialize and um, and they've been isolated and lonely and all of that. And add to that the fact that, okay, now we come out of COVID lockdown and the world is a, a mess, an existential mess. And um, so people, not just, not just in regard to the sexual issue, but like people in general, um, 
are feeling like they don't know we're we were supposed to go to a new normal and we really don't know what a new normal is there hasn't been anything that's been clear as a new normal other than this confusion so a lot of people are feeling angry a lot of people are feeling lonely or feeling confused or feeling um isolated even though we're able to go out of our homes and so on and so when when they're in this vulnerable state and being presented by from by an authority figure, ah, I know what's wrong with you. You're born in the wrong body. This is what you have to do. And then if you do this, you're going to have this group wait, ready, waiting to embrace you because now you're one of them, the trans people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it is very, um, sedu- literally seductive. And, um, and I think that is why this has happened. This has blossomed so quickly um, because really they're looking for an identity. They're looking for a purpose and, and the activists have jumped on it to, to get them to become trans, which is all part of same thing as CRT, same kind of ideology that confuse people about race. And that'll, you know, um, get people angry at each other and so on. Uh, it's all about destroying the American family. So what do you think about my explanation for why I think this has been happening in spades? Yeah, I, I agree there, uh, with a lot of what you said. Um, I, I I think that a lot of these kids are trying to fit in, uh, like you said, because they'll go online. I mean, the schools are a problem uh, for sure, because I, I mean, some of the stuff is getting to them through that. Uh, but social media uh, is where it's really going crazy. And, you know, these kids are finding acceptance. And, um, you know, I, I mean, as a, a person who realized that I was homosexual at a very early age, like I started coming out to people when I was 12 or so. Um, and started telling friends and everything. And this was back in the 90s, so it was definitely not as accepted then. And uh, so it was a very scary thing. But the thing is, I myself even went through a phase where I figured something was wrong with me and that maybe there needed to be something to fix it. Now, at that time, all the trans stuff was not being pushed down kids' throats. And um, so I I can see where now we've probably got a lot of, you you know, adolescence is just confusing for everyone, not only gay people, you know, Um, uh, and we've got, you know, a lot of these poor, confused kids being sucked into this ideology. And um, then, you know, they're, they're finding a community and they're finding a way of belonging and uh, that's absolutely what, what's going on there. And it's, um, you know, um, it makes me mad because it feels like these people are just absolutely preying on these kids. And, um, you know, I, I, I mean, that's kind of why Gays Against Groomers is called Gays Against Groomers, because we feel like they're grooming these children into something that they actually shouldn't be groomed into. And, um, you know, so it... oh, further with that, um, because, yes, gays against groomers. So, I mean, the next step would be that these people are grooming. I mean, I'm 
grooming them to then become sexual partners of them? Well, we we do feel that um, there is kind of like um, there there is an interesting push um, that we've noticed, uh, and you've probably seen it as well. From uh, and we're not talking about necessarily grooming them into sexual partners right now. Um, we are talking about grooming them into like you know being trans or whatever the case may be, but. I don't know if you've noticed there uh, has been a push uh, from certain woke people to uh, go from calling pedophiles pedophiles and calling them minor attracted persons instead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and so um, we're definitely concerned about that because, you know, sometimes it does make you wonder. It's like, is this the ultimate goal? You know, um, I'm not sure a hundred percent, but it is concerning that we're starting to see this. Yes. I mean, you know, language, it's the slow way gradually uh, of, of trying to change what morals and what, what is one thinks of as right and wrong. Um, it is very disturbing. Um, now, just to go back, you came out when you were 12 in the 90s. What gave you the courage to do that? Well, um, I, I think um, a lot of it was uh, that I, you know, I started realizing I was different. And um, I, I, you know, I had a couple of really close uh, friends who who were my age uh, and uh, they were both boys and um, I don't know I, it's like I, I kind of I was scared I guess um, but I felt like I needed to tell somebody because I needed that help to kind of work through it so to speak and I was afraid to tell my parents because they had already said some stuff that wasn't so great about gay people. So I was scared to say anything. Um, so I, I just felt like I needed to work through it with somebody. And thankfully I was lucky enough to have two very good friends who helped me kind of work through things and they were very accepting and, you know, uh, very nice. And I kept it under wraps for quite a while. I only said something to them uh at that time um but then um as years went on 16 whatever uh you know i started uh kind of undercover dating other guys and stuff like that you know we'd go to the movies and all that just the normal type of stuff any uh teenagers would do when they're dating and <clears throat> as i started accepting myself a little bit more then I felt a little bit more comfortable talking to other people, um, about it. And, uh, but it, it, it was still scary. Um, I remember kind of dropping some hints to my parents and, um, you know, um, my mom said something to me about like, well, all fags should be sent to the middle of the ocean, uh, on a ship and that ship should be sunk. Oh, wow. Yeah. And um, I'm sure she would not be proud of that saying that today because my mother and I have a wonderful relationship now. Um, but um, in order to kind of get from 
because I was scared of my parents and what they might do, I, I moved out of my house when I was 17 mm-hmm. and, um, you know, and started living on my own. And then I finally, once I um, met somebody and we decided to have a marriage ceremony, I was like, okay, this is going full steam ahead. I need to say something to my parents. <laughs> so I did. And um, they actually turned out to be amazing. It, it was like, yeah, they had this one view. But um, once they realized it was actually affecting their kid, then, man, it they did a total 180. And good for them. Did, did they like your partner? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They they loved him to pieces. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So yeah, it, it all turned out well. I, I I don't know how much courage it was. It was just you know, just trying to work through it and not trying and not wanting to work through it alone. I guess was kind of my motivation. Well, it certainly was fortunate that you told um, friends who were you know so understanding because. It could have gone, I mean, theoretically, it could have gone the other way with friends being scared that, oh, uh, I don't want to be your friend anymore because are you going to come on to me? Oh, right, right. Yeah, a- absolutely. And uh, yeah, but uh, I-, I don't think that was really ever too much of an issue. Uh, I-, I think it's just because we knew each other for so, uh, uh, all knew each other for so long that, you know, I had never tried to come on to them before. So, you know, they, they kind of trusted I wouldn't. Uh-huh. Well, we are up at a break again. Um, so we have to take it. And uh, my guest is Chris Barrett. He is the co-director of Chapters and the Missouri chapter lead in Gays Against Groomers. We're talking today um, about... Um, the have trying to have and, and we are having a very <laughs> sane conversation. He is a sane voice in this whole issue. So we're gonna go come back uh to more talking more about this um after the break. So stay tuned. You're listening to Dr. Carol's Couch, and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Are you having difficulty coping with these troubled times? Do you want help? Then contact Dr. Carol Lieberman today at www.drcarol.com. Dr. Carol is a certified psychiatrist who not only has won an Emmy, but is a regular on top television shows like Oprah Winfrey and Larry King. She's here to help you through books, CDs, and helplines. Having trouble relaxing? Check out her relaxation CD. Has the fear of terrorism crippled your life? Call the terrorism hotline. And if you're having trouble with relationships, check out her book, Bad Boys. Dr. Carol wants to help you today, so contact her at www.drcarol.com or for immediate help at 1-900-860-COPE. Get help making sense of these troubled times. www.drcarol.com 
tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's Hot Topics. We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. Today, many doctors prescribe basic pharmaceuticals to their patients who aren't feeling well or have various aches or pains. Is this the right course of action for all patients? We don't think so. Find out about healthy, natural ways to help you feel your best by tuning in to the CBD Ed Show with host Ed Cheney. Ed and his guests will explain full-spectrum CBD, using the whole hemp plant for good health and answer all of your questions about CBD and natural treatment in general. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Variety. Welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. If you have a question or comment for Dr. Carol, dial toll-free at 1-866-472-5788. Now back to the show, here's Dr. Carol Lieberman. And welcome back to Dr. Carol's Couch. I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Um, We are talking with Chris Barrett, who is a leader in the organization uh, Gays Against Groomers. And we're having a very interesting, in my opinion, I'm very interested in, um, sane conversation. He and that group is a sane voice, unlike a lot of what is going on these days, especially during Pride Month. Um, I just want to mention, um, well, we're going to give you the the uh, the website, but um, there are some wonderful, what you call slaps, wonderful I guess labels or things you can paste on things. Um, your child is it's a, one is a picture of an of a of a, a cat, a cat, a mouse, <laughs> a mouse that says, well, actually, it's a rat. It says lab rats. Your child is not an experiment. Stop transing kids. And then no child is born in the wrong body. Uh, another one, leave the kids alone with uh, a picture from Star, <laughs> the outside of Starbucks cups. <laughs> Um, now that's what I call a groomer and stop transing the gay away. Really good. And there are more too. really good stuff. All right. So you would like to talk about, and I would like to hear, and I'm sure my listeners would too, to hear about, um, all of these issues in regard to pride month. Sure. So, um, you know, pride was originally, uh, about, you know, uh, just, um, getting our voices out to the public to, you know, uh, make a statement that, you know, we're, we're, we're people just like everyone else. Um, we, we want to be treated equally. We want to be able to get married. We want to make sure that we're not getting fired from our jobs because, um, you know, um, our employer finds out that we're gay or whatever the case may be. And uh, it was also about fun. You know, you go and listen to live music, maybe see a funny drag show, have good food, have drinks and all that type of stuff. It it was a festival just like any, like, say, fall festival or something like that. 
The, it, it wasn't really that bad. I, I mean, maybe occasionally you'd see something a little insane. But the thing is, is there weren't kids there. And, um, you know, that that was good because we were we were talking about an adult topic and it didn't involve it shouldn't have ever involved kids. And um, anyway, you, you kind of. Fast forward to the 21st century where we started getting all the equal rights that we wanted. We're allowed to be married. We do have protections in the uh, workplace. So that's great. Uh, that's what we wanted. And we have no problem with that. So from the Gays Against Groomers standpoint, we're a little confused as to why Pride is still even going on. Because we accomplished everything that we wanted to accomplish. And the original purpose of Pride really doesn't seem to exist. I mean, I guess if people want to continue doing it, I suppose that's fine. But there's now been a new target put on kids. And they're wanting to invite kids to these uh, Pride events. Um, I, I, I've seen several instances where uh, these Pride events have kid, uh, activities for kids. And specifically, the one in St. Louis was very interesting to me because um, they've got activities for kids. And I'm not 100% sure what that means, but I would guess there's probably going to be drag shows for kids. Mm-hmm. And um, anyway, so the funny thing is, is while I was kind of skimming their website, if you go under the FAQ, they said uh, there's a question about is there a dress code for uh, the Pride event? And there isn't. And basically, they said that they encouraged body positivity and uh, I think it was like free sexual expression or something like that. Mm. I was like, and you're inviting kids to this and saying that at the same time. That's Mm. ridiculous. That's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, we've seen situations where uh, there's uh, pride parades and people are bringing in kids and then you've got grown adults selling sex toys, hardly dressed, and displaying inappropriate behavior. That's not what Pride was originally about. And so it's devolved into this weird thing. So Gays Against Groomers uh, is making a big push against Pride Month now. Um, In fact, it's almost turned into Pride season, and that's just stupid. (laughs) It's like, why? And, you know, now we've got, you know, these companies. What's the, what's the thing, though, you know, I'm gay and I'm proud. Like, in other words, to not to feel like you don't have to hide that you're gay. Right, right. And, and that, that was it. I, I mean, really, when people talked about being proud, it wasn't like necessarily uh, pride in the fact that you're gay, because obviously it takes nothing to accomplish that. It's just something that is, <laughs> you know, but, um, but yeah, it's like, I, I'm just not afraid of showing that I'm gay, you know, that sort of thing. And, and, and not in a sexual way by any means, just, you know, it's like, Hey, I have a husband. I'm a man who has a husband, whatever the case may be. But now we've got these woke corporations now, uh, basically trying to make money off of Pride. And uh, so that's why you see the Target thing. And of course that, you know, Target has carried Pride stuff for years. But where they, I think they started crossing the line is when they had, you know, tuckable 
swimwear for kids and that sort of thing. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, that, that that's a bit much. I mean, I personally always saw it as pandering anyway, and I never liked it that they were selling all that stuff. But, you know, I, they're, they're, it's just amazing how Pride has devolved into something else. And so, yeah, Gays Against Groomers is pretty much against it. We have uh, uh, videos uh, coming out on our Twitter account if people want to see it, where I'm even on there uh, stating why we're done with Pride. And uh, so it might be kind of interesting for your listeners to go to our Twitter account at Gays Against Groomers and see some of those videos and stuff so that they can learn more and see a bunch of different gay people's perspectives as to why we just think this is all just a mess now. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. Now, you're um, going to be doing an event in St. Louis. Tell us about that. That's correct. So, um I, uh, Gays Against Groomers is uh, teaming up with uh, Scott Nugent's Rainbow Rebellion. And uh, Scott Nugent is a trans man who was on Matt Walsh's uh, documentary, What is a Woman? Oh, I saw that. Yes. That was was amazing. Um, That was really, that's what should be shown in schools, not what they are doing in schools. Right. No, it it was a very, it was a great documentary that Matt did. And um, anyway, I had the fortune of um, meeting Scott in Jefferson City, Missouri. We were both uh, speaking in favor of legislation to ban gender transitions for minors, which thankfully did end up passing the state legislature. We're just waiting for the governor to sign it. Um, but Scott and I started a really good friendship, kept talking, all that type of stuff. And um, anyway, so Gays Against Groomers uh, was planning this push against Pride. <clears throat> and I, I was like, sure. Um, li- uh, I I actually live in Kansas City, but I can't be for, uh, there for the Kansas City Pride thing. So I, I went and looked at what was going on in St. Louis. And so... Uh, they, uh, I was like, Scott, you want to join up and do something big in St. Louis? <laughs> and so, so Gays Against Groomers and Scott came together for that. And it, it's been amazing. It's been an amazing collaboration. So I, I do want to let people know, um, it is on, uh, July 24th at 10 30 AM. The ex. Let me double check that real quick. I think it is July twenty fourth. <laughs> yes, <laughs> or not July, June twenty fourth. I am so sorry. Gosh, why did I say that? Yeah, yeah, because June's Pride Month. Um, it, it's uh, yeah, June twenty fourth at ten thirty a.m. If you go to the Gaze Against Groomers website, that's gazeagainstgroomers.com, and click on the events link, we have a place for people to RSVP. And um, that would be great so that we kind of know how many people to expect. So uh, if any of your listeners are interested uh, in meeting us in St. Louis. um, (laughs) St. Louis, yes. Right. So what are you going to be having there at that event? So we're going to have uh, people from Gays Against Groomers speaking. Uh, Obviously, people holding signs. And uh, Scott will speak. And so... I don't know. It, it's kind of a protest, but maybe a little bit more of a rally, <laughs> you know, that sort of thing. So, um, we're, we're yeah, we'll 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 definitely have speakers uh, talking, and uh, hopefully, 
getting the word out that not every gay person is on board with what's going on at these pride events. Uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. Um, will there be any kind of entertainment? No, we're not we're, we're not doing anything that complicated or big. <laughs> you don't want to sing? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it, it's mostly a speaking event, and we want to have uh, as many bodies there as possible to just show that, you know, what's going on is not something that all of our society including gay people agree with um and, and so we we just want to uh as big of a showing as we possibly can have yeah, and hopefully to get a lot of media there to spread yeah it. yeah i i am going to be sending out press releases to uh missouri media so yeah for sure uh, i think you should send it to national media too I think Scott might be handling that because he's he's a bigger name than I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, just as long as people come, because um, because this message that you've been giving here today too, obviously, um, is super important. Um, you know, like I said, you are a sane voice, and Gays Against Rumors is a sane voice against what's going on. And I think it it takes people uh, aback at first, right? When you say, I'm with gays against groomers, you're with what, right? Um, <laughs> groomers, gay, what? <laughs> um, so, you know, I think you, you're, um, I, I don't think people, people, people are expecting all gay people to be on board with trans and what's happening these days with um, the abuse of children. Right. Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, there is definitely an expectation. And that kind of goes back to what I was saying earlier. It's like when I do talk to other gay people and, you know, uh, like ask them to join Gays Against Groomers, because uh, I am trying to grow my chapter in Missouri. Um, a lot of them are afraid because it's like, oh, you know, I agree with you, Chris, but you're not towing the LGBTQIA plus line. Mm-hmm. So, um you know, um, so we're afraid to say anything. And so there, the good thing is, is at least I'm finding that generally speaking, most of the gay people that I interact with actually support what I'm doing. They just only want to support it behind the scenes. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, um, th- for now, but, you know, hopefully that will, um, that will grow and, and more people will be willing to uh to to go along with you i mean really but that's so interesting because that's another uh we only have a minute left that's another um another division in this whole argument you would think that uh that all the people lgbtq plus um are would all be the same and what you know but i guess i i I see that, that there are probably lots of people who identify with the LGBTQ plus, but who really aren't for what's happening to um, to the trans, you know, the trans uh, uh, propaganda, what's happening to kids, the abuse of kids. Um, Absolutely. And uh, and, I, and, of, and we are we didn't really didn't get to this. Maybe it'll come on a, another time. Um, but really, the we are studies have shown, as you started to mention, and I know about that. Studies have shown more and more studies are being done that show that when people do get hormones and do get surgery and do trans uh, transition, um, 
that then later on they realize what they did and they want to go back. And it's, it's obviously very hard, when, especially if you've had surgery or even just hormones or even just had people call you different pronouns. It's very confusing and very difficult. So really, you shouldn't be starting on that road to begin with. If anything, you should be getting therapy if you're feeling confused with life, you know, not just your sexuality, but, you know, in this confusing time. Okay, I know we have to run out of time, actually. I'd like to thank my guest, Chris Barrett. And uh, again, the the you can go to the website, gazeagainstgroomers.com and find lots of good information. So thank you so much, Chris. And thank you thank all. Thank you. You've been listening to Dr. Carol's Couch and I'm your psychiatrist host, Dr. Carol Lieberman. Thank you for joining us on Dr. Carol's Couch. Join us next week at 1 p.m. Pacific time for another installment of Dr. Carol's Couch. We'll save you a seat.